Hello, Apex. Welcome to the Peak City Podcast, your community service broadcast for all things Apex since 2016. This is Shane Reese, and if you're joining us from outside of Apex, thanks for listening. Come see us. Thanks to Peak City Sound for the music, one of our favorite hometown bands. And as always, we hope to see you in downtown historic Apex. Find out what's happening at apexdowntown.com. Today, we've got our cell phones off, our notebooks open. We're facing the front of the classroom so we can learn all about the Apex Public School Foundation, a private nonprofit volunteer organization that's pretty much brand new. We have the pleasure of hearing from the foundation's board president, Barb Conroy. Barb, welcome to the Peak City Podcast. Thank you so much, Shane. Happy to be here. I hope you're not too disappointed that our new co-hosts, Alexis and Leif, will not be joining us today and you're stuck with me. Oh, that's all right. We'll have okay. to do it another time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. This is a forum for you to get to know your community, um, anyone in Apex or outside of Apex, and a place to get to know your neighbors. So that's why I want to ask you for Alexis, Leif, and me as our first guest after announcing that we'll have additional co-hosts and more firepower. Are there topics that you would like to see covered on the podcast and things that you'd like to learn about your town? As a former teacher and as the president of the Apex Public School Foundation, I'm always going to have a spin on education. Um, And I think it would be really cool to have some teachers on here, Shane, and hear about the teacher perspective, hear about what's going on in the classroom, in the trenches. Also, maybe getting some experts' advice on issues facing our kids and our parents from school counselors, social workers, and the administration. That's fantastic. And um. That's actually something that we'll be aiming toward with our local school principal series, and then we'll get their take on a number of issues, and hopefully then we'll be able to incorporate some of those ideas. I think those are great ideas. What's typical of neighbors in Apex, you never know uh, what kind of overlap you're going to have. As Barb and I were talking before the interview, um, we found that our kids played on the same basketball team a year ago, and so that was kind of cool. So you do have kids here in the area. How many kids do you have? I have two daughters. I have an eight-year-old and a four-year-old. So you already have the parent perspective. And you started this organization back in early 2018. I got a chance to hear a little bit about the foundation when you came and presented at the Apex Downtown Business Association, as well as at the town council meeting. Let's go ahead and cut right to the chase. Why do our public schools need a private foundation? Shane, as a parent, I do have that perspective. And that's what started this entire process. When my older daughter finished her kindergarten year, I sat down with the PTA president at her school. Basically, as a mom and former teacher, I wanted to know, what do our schools need? How can I help and really make the most of my time? You know, time is valuable and time is minimal for all of us. So really, what were the priorities of the PTA and our public school so that I could meet that need? And the conversation really quickly turned right to limited resources and budgets. And the conversation wasn't just about our elementary school, but it's all throughout Wake County, all throughout North Carolina. This is an ongoing issue. One of the things I had noticed as a kindergarten parent, every time I was walking into that school, there was a sign in the front saying, please donate copy paper. Mm. So the budget isn't even able to cover the amount of copy paper needed for the school to get through the required copies. Um, And I know our school is incredibly conservative and careful copying on both sides and limiting excessive copying. So that's a very basic example of how the budget is limited. Is it your understanding that schools have already taken the necessary steps to cut any fat, and now they're still at a position where they need additional resources? Yes, there's a void. Our teachers are spending on average $500 of their own money towards classroom resources, and that's on a national average. Our teachers are constantly asking parents to send in supplies, everyday basic supplies, on top of what parents are sending in at the beginning of the school year for the school year supplies. There is a need for basic supplies. 
but there also is a need for beyond that for the innovative, for the creative, for the collaborative education to be taking place. So not just to meet needs, but also maybe offer additional opportunities. To Yes, definitely. To offer additional opportunities because we know all of our kids learn differently. And when your resources are limited, the creativity becomes limited. The teacher's ability to meet those needs of different learners. You've got learners who are visual. You have learners who are auditory. You have learners who are kinesthetic. You have learners who are going to be artistic. There's so many learning styles. For a teacher to meet all those learning styles when they are being presented with limited resources, it's challenging. Our teachers do a phenomenal, phenomenal job. It is not their job to fund their teaching. Right. Nobody, yeah. No other field has that. No other field is told, you want to do that great program? That's awesome. But you need to bring in your own money to do that. It doesn't right. work that way. The uh, teaching profession's in a different position. If a third grade teacher wants to teach more about um, volcanoes, uh, they shouldn't have to go out and set up a GoFundMe. Exactly. And the curriculum is set. The teachers are pretty much told what they need to teach. Yeah. It's the how to teach it right. and how to engage their learners and to engage students in a way that learning is meaningful and memorable and they're able to scaffold and build upon it. And again, our teachers with the limited resources they have are amazing because this is what teachers do. Teachers are so resilient and they take minimal and they build beautiful things. Mm. Um, We really want to give them more opportunities to build even more without the stress of funding and writing donors choose grants. Yeah. So you headed up this and now you have a board of directors along with a group of advisors. Those are experts, I presume. And actually, one of your board of directors is uh, our former police captain, Jacques Gilbert, um, who actually got famous on this podcast, in case you were wondering. Awesome. Um, Go, Captain Gilbert. (laughs) So the question is, is now that you have a collective group with the same mission and vision, who will fund this foundation and how will you go about raising the money? Got it. So we were incorporated in the state of North Carolina in 2018, and we received our nonprofit status from the IRS in the fall of 2018. So as you said earlier, we are a young startup nonprofit. But considering that we started this process in the summer of 2017, the last 18 months have been an awesome journey and a learning curve. And we've really built momentum because there's a void. There's no denying that this is a void, not only in Apex, but throughout Wake County and the state. So as you said, we have a board of directors as well as an advisory committee. The advisory committee consists of some of our local principals as well as our area superintendent. The board consists of people with incredible experience in our community, incredible experience within education, as well as in business. So we are being guided well. Fundraising. Fundraising is a top priority because in order to provide these services, we need to create and maintain a fund for these schools. Fundraising has been through word of mouth. We are going to be releasing a um, a direct mail campaign letter in the coming weeks, and we are in the early stages of planning a signature event and working with other leaders in our community to figure out really what is the best way of getting the word out there. I would love to see our fundraising collaborate with the community Um, and benefit other organizations and businesses within the town of Apex. Talk a little bit about the schools that you'll help out. We have 18 schools here in town with an Apex mailing address. Exactly. So in order to be served by the Apex Public School Foundation, 
The schools need to be a Wake County public school with an Apex mailing address. We currently have 18, but we all know that our area is growing. So as schools are added, as long as they have an Apex mailing address, they will be served by our foundation. There are currently three high schools in Apex, five middle schools, and 10 elementary schools. I presume maybe your board and your group of advisors will help you determine what sort of things the foundation will support. Are there particular programs? I mean, I, I'm really a layman when it comes to this. Would it be a school-wide program? Would it be a consistent initiative that would apply to all 18? What What do you envision? So, so basically, Shane, right now we have two areas that we foresee getting the core of our funding. The first area would be the teacher grant program. So launching in late August, September of 2019, we will be providing our teacher grant information to all 18 public schools in Wake County. The teachers are going to then have to take the initiative to fill out those grant applications. The grant applications are going to be scored on a blind rubric. We will not be knowing what schools and what teachers are applying so that the grants are really going to be scored based on the criteria that our board has approved. We are going to be looking at grants that really are promoting innovation and creativity, looking at collaboration. Not just a collaboration maybe within a school, but looking at collaboration across schools, mm-hmm. across disciplines, um, and from school to community. So yeah. those grants that come to us that have a higher level of collaboration, of course, are going to be scored higher than maybe a grant that is just an individual teacher. Um, the, the grants that are going to impact the largest number of students are also going to be scored higher. We, um, we are so fortunate that Wake County has a great grant department, and we've been working with their grant department in developing this grant paperwork. So one big area that we look forward to fund are those teacher grants. And really each year, our base that we have to work with is going to depend on the money that we've raised. So community members and businesses, this is where your money is going to go. It's going to be going directly into the schools. The other area that we're looking forward to fund are programs that are going to be meeting the needs of the schools. We as a board have asked our principals to complete a needs assessment. Um, We have been in touch through the area superintendent with all 18 principals. And that has been an incredible learning experience, really, to see what do our schools need. Again, we know there's a void. We know they need things. We know they need money. But to see what the schools need. Um, And that that actually brings me to my next question, which is from a investment philosophy perspective, before this interview, I was thinking about between high school and college and developing a study strategy. And I was determining whether it was best to you know, start with small tasks and finish with the heavy lift or knock out the big project and take care of the quicker assignments. I imagine that there are different ways of looking at this and maybe even your board is determining. So how do you describe the vision that drives how the Apex Public School Foundation can go about being efficient and effective when selecting projects? That's a million dollar question, yeah, I, Shane. I, I mean, I think what we can hopefully do as a foundation is provide support to our schools, our teachers, and most importantly, our students. Our driving force on a regular basis is every single child enrolled in a school with an Apex address is our goal. Right. Our goal is to make sure that they are getting the education that they deserve and that is going to help them take steps towards the future that they deserve as well. How can parents and potential contributors find out more? And if you were to give them one quick last sales pitch on the Apex Public School Foundation, you've got their ear right now. Maybe they're driving in the car on their way to RTP. Maybe they just dropped the kids off at school. What do you want to tell them? I think we all are attracted to Apex because it's an incredible community. 
And it's an incredible community because of the people. And it's an incredible community because of the opportunities here. And we want to continue to provide those opportunities for all of our students in Apex and then hope see this expand throughout Wake County. One of our goals is once we're established here, we would love to adopt a sister community in Wake County that doesn't have the means for an education foundation. That's incredible. Okay. We, I don't live in Apex, Jan. I live in Cary. But my children are slated for now to go to Apex. Right. And again, I recognize that there was a void when this all began, that we needed to do something more for our schools. And I don't even think this is necessarily about an address. This is about community. Right. And being engaged in our community, supporting our community and supporting our schools is a win-win for everyone, for families and residents in Apex and the surrounding areas, for businesses in Apex, and for our schools and our students. That's fantastic. Okay. Where on the web and where on social media can we find out more about the foundation? Yes, Shane. We have a website. It's www.helpapexschools, all one word, helpapexschools.org. And we are on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And our handle is at ApexPSF. So ApexPSF for Public School Foundation. She's Barb Conroy, president of the Apex Public School Foundation. Thank you so much for your time today. And thank you so much for starting this initiative. Thank you so much for having us, Shane. And staying on the topic of education, attention Apex residents. If you're interested in learning more about the town of Apex, operations and services provided by the town, you're in luck, but you better act fast because the town's Peak Academy is accepting applications now. It's a 12-session program. Find out more on the town's website at apexnc.org. This is the Peak City Podcast. I'm Shane Reese. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you get yours. Thanks for listening. Get ready for more of the Peak City Podcast, and we'll see you around town.